People like games. Present. The at some point in the day show with Solo and Reg. Are we recording now? I think so. I think so. Right. So, quick scope time. Now, I'm going to start it off with a topic that we've mentioned prior, and that is Xbox Series X came out today. And Amazon started sending out a bunch of emails last minute that even people who pre-ordered the console should expect to receive it no later than December 31st. That means no matter how early you pre-ordered it, you're not getting it launch day. You might not get it on Christmas. And this was something I always felt was going to be the case, especially as COVID ended up coming back in. Anyone who's trying to buy any gaming thing within the next month is going to start seeing a decreasing stock and delayed shipments because everyone's just buying online. And so PlayStation avoided it by being smart enough to like just do this online only thing. But if they hit the delays too with Amazon, I think people are going to start getting pretty upset. And I think people start expecting that to be a rollover effect for all games. And I'll do it. I'm wondering if that's going to just really end up killing the uh, the holiday sales this year. Because, I mean, yeah, some people are going to take advantage of the sales, but other people are going to say, if I'm not, if I don't even have the system yet, I'm not going to spend the money. Exactly. And within the realm of having it pre-registered as money because people already paid for it, but haven't gotten their stock yet. It goes to the same thing as the game delay things where I'm like, the day of receiving the console to receive an email that you might not get it for another like month and a half i feel like i'd be pretty pissed off about that yeah that's kind of a heartbreaker honestly but if you're dumb like enough I, to get i'm only avoiding that like, disappointment because i didn't pre-order anything <laughs> i mean i have the ps5 pre-ordered but like is there any game coming out on either console that is a driving enough factor for me to be like i need this new console today like more or less not immediately just means i get to steal the ps4 back from my brother and go play ghost of tsushima that's about it and you could play it stream through the ps5 exactly and so it's what is the sort of tail end of that i don't know but that's something to keep an eye on so will it affect sales probably not but i'm i feel like the delay or the lag is going to start affecting because i didn't see playstation 5 people complaining about anything just yet with regards to that I mean, we've already known up front and not to say that like people really should have kind of expected this at this point. It's just the state of everything right now. If you go to ship a package, you, you could ship one thing and it's going to get plus one, plus two days just because that's the way everything's been going now. Yeah, but exactly. I want to I want to jump off what you said for Microsoft and, or Xbox, because like this is another thing we've kind of been talking about. And all of a sudden, it looks like it's becoming a reality. They're reportedly looking to buy a Japanese game developer, which is like kind of the exact opposite of what they did when they bought Bethesda, going for that WRPG. But if they're really trying to establish themselves in the Asian market, that could be huge. Like we if they if they start about that importing them, yeah, we did. We talked about this a lot. I think. And I feel like that is, it's funny enough because I just read an article today, I forget what it was, but it was more or less, I think, five to seven of the top 10 selling games in Japan are still on Nintendo. And so the Switch is still dominant and Xbox's market is like, hey, we have the Western RPG set up with this Bethesda thing. 
going into the JRPG realm, which is pretty much PlayStation territory, and you're starting to see a slight partnership with porting that over to the Switch, which I wish Persona 5 was on the Switch. I feel like that would be a, a, a wonderful game to be able to play. It's not right now? No. You would think, right? Actually, I feel it reminds me of Spyro. When Spyro first came out with the remaster, I was like convinced <laughs> it was on the Switch when it came out. And they're like, no, why would you think that? And I'm like, I don't know. It feels like a game that would just come out on the Switch when it came out. It did come out. That's like a lot of things. Like I, I picked up the Mega Man ZX Legacy Collection and I bought it digitally because they didn't have it physically on Switch for like months after the original release. And like, I still want the physical copy, but I couldn't wait to play it. And do I really want to play what was once a Game Boy game on a PS4? No, I want to play that on a Switch. That's like exactly what it's meant for. So exactly. The, 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 the mobile element of the Switch allows me to play a lot of games that I feel like Persona 5, I got to sit down or any sort of RPG game. I got to sit in the same place have the same setup etc etc where the switch i can just grab play 10 15 minutes and those chunks end up adding up over time and i'm like oh hey i may not finish this game in the same amount of time i would if i did a straight playthrough like nino kuni i'm still fucking playing like six seven months later i get like 10 minutes in every week i'm out i'll make progress one day i mean hey if you're enjoying your time the switch is doing exactly what you needed to though and i think that's probably the appeal for most people our age there's obviously I'd say, I don't even want to say the majority of the Switch demographic, because I don't even know. It, it's like everyone now. Whenever we talk, but most... Switch is like mobile version of gaming for some reason. It, it, it's it's characters, basically, right? It's the importance of IP, and I'm, I see what, I'm just sort of staying on Microsoft. That's what Microsoft's really hurting, where we're like, even PlayStation has its memorable characters that they've sort of uniquely made, and even now it's sort of more distinct as they're getting new consoles to be like well what do you expect there's a major tweet people were making fun of where someone was like just got my xbox series x what game do you uh suggest and the xbox twitter account said well boot up game pass subscription and see what you enjoy and it's like oh you can't name a single game that sort of <laughs> moves the needle for anyone it's like yeah we'll go check but seeing ea play on there looks pretty interesting so that's that's a pretty that large cool. catalog but it is not any way comparable to what i mean in terms of like the disney of gaming right they have the characters over time it's sort of hand in hand you can't really separate them so everyone else and it's like everyone wants to be on switch they there's not much of a fight for what you want to be on playstation 4 or xbox but if you're not on the switch like you're not no one i mean anyone who wants a switch should probably grab it within the next two weeks because it'll be sold out by december 1st because why wouldn't it especially be? with rumors about the uh switch 2 possibly coming out I, I i i've been saying they're basically the apple right so they got the 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 base model which is a switch the cheaper one with the light and they'll get a pro and that's your iphone pro and so i'm just surprised it took this long honestly i but feel like they needed to make it it's sort of like gta 6 right i feel like it outshot expectations initially where they're like we could release it on this schedule but is it really necessary if animal crossing is selling 20 million copies it's sort of where playstation got stuck to a degree where i feel like the last year of ps4 was so much and so much stronger in terms of games and where playstation was going that i feel like ps5 just sort of like cut right into that momentum we're a year more in that sort of space to have released these games and like cyberpunk as the last big game on the console as you move forward 
would have given it a sort of different momentum. This reminds me of when 360 came out and what was it the Don of McNabb Madden cover, right? I just remember that game very vividly. And I remember there being the Xbox version, which was like fleshed out and playable. And then the 360 version, which is sort of a ported mess. And it being like, is this really, I feel like a lot of those games are going to be that, right? Large clunky files, no external storage, like PlayStation 5, you can't even put games onto an external SSD at the moment. Yeah, not yet. That is coming, but... But to not have that at launch? I mean, come on, guys. What are you doing here? But it's... Too, ma too many pros and cons on one side or the other. Like, it it really does tailor make these consoles to make it a real bitch to pick. <laughs> exactly. And that's interesting. I mean, not for me. I'm a, I'm a Sony fanboy, so... I mean, I'll get Sony just because if all games are cross-play, I'm going with the one with the most unique catalog that I can't get cross-reference, right? Switch is cheap enough that anyone can use it as a middle system. PlayStation, obvious winner now. Uh, but And if you've got a PC, you're, you got Xbox covered. Exactly. At this point, I don't plan on buying an Xbox. There's no reason to. You can play every single game that you can on higher resolution, etc. Right on your PC. And with an Xbox. When Halo controller. comes out, and that's all I want, I'm ready. <laughs> exactly. And is it gonna be good enough to sell a console? I don't know, can't, apparently can't keep a project manager. But <laughs> moving on to business, Envy Gaming has introduced something that was pretty interesting to me. They started doing a membership subscription for their team and their little organization, right? So they have a $30 gold subscription that will get you into discounts for their merchandise, automatically enter you into giveaways, give you access to like a private Discord server and some other Envy Gaming stuff. And then there'll be sort of a tiered business model that will work as a subscription. I feel like that's pretty interesting because teams are realizing that merchandise tournaments and sponsorships have a ceiling in terms of what they can generate and all of the money they got from all yeah, these investors exactly it's it's return on investment time and i actually learned an interesting fact the other day 60 percent of ferrari's revenue comes from merchandise if you would want... not have guessed that in the slightest Exactly. So it's sort of like a hundred thieves where they don't need to do something like this and they can if they wanted to, but because they have such a margin on what they're introducing as a lifestyle brand versus, hey, we're just an esports team like Team Liquid or something. It's like no one gives a shit about esports only. It is a version of something that'll blend into society once you can bet on it cleanly. It'll be like the NFL for that reason. A bunch of specific bets that people want to put. That's it. It's not going to be like, hey, this is a great pastime of any nature. I think just gaming as a whole is what is going to interest people more. But the subscription plan is interesting because it's just showing that all these esports orgs are sort of, I don't want to say desperate, but are trying to figure out ways to create new revenue because, like we said, the pandemic is hitting the bottom line for everyone. No events, no, no sort of centralized way to make money. It's... I don't know. It's it's interesting, and I feel like it's smart because we've talked a lot about subscription model and how that seems to be the way people are moving. To to go through like a a whole like like you said through a team, that's 
that's kind of interesting to me. I'd, I'd really like to see, like, I want to give them a couple of months and look back at their numbers to see what they really brought in, because this could either be the future right here, or it could be a colossal flop and people don't like a subscription model and they're, they'd rather just buy their one piece of merch at a time or like buy their individual packages, which I understand too. But like I said, I, I really think looking back, we, we should revisit this because it's going to be really interesting to look at their numbers. My bet is it's going to be an abject failure because people will not pay for, and not even against them, but like, why would you pay $30 a month? Because this isn't, this is a different type of loyalty, right? You'll pay $30 for ESPN plus to be, be able to have access to watching your favorite team play all the time. But you wouldn't pay versus... $30 a month for the Jets. Exactly. Would you? I don't think so. I don't think anyone would. I don't think it makes sense to. So like within the realm of what are you even offering people for this money other than earlier access? That doesn't really do too much for anybody else other than what if else, you have what else could a team really fans. offer? You're cutting into your own market and your value proposition by driving away the people who are already paying and not attracting anyone new. It's well, weird. I I never would have expected this to be the kind of story coming out right now. Uh, with the way that streamers are going to lose massive audiences by nature of not having music, no real big games, no real centralized esports interests in the sense of like they're building onto a scale of like Overwatch League or something is breaking into any form of public consciousness. I think Animal Crossing is the biggest thing out of gaming in the last year. It's it since Fortnite rather, right? There is not anything esports related. I think Animal Crossing also came at a great time. Even within the sense of like Esports could have continued during there, and there's all I know. And what came through? Well, the one game where people could just sort of start to valley it out and just like kick it. Sort of goes against the notion of, you know, someone gonna pay thirty dollars for Animal Crossing interest? Yeah, probably. Yeah, now, especially with the way they're they're keeping up with current events, it's almost like like it's the way Fortnite. the way people use it to escape the real world. Well, it kind of is the real world now. Or at least it's, that's it's, what it's, it's working towards. It's living in social media platforms now. Yeah. To a degree. In a way, you could see Animal Crossing like that. It's a medium where you could talk to someone while simultaneously doing that. It's like, why have a phone call when I could just go chill on your island with you while I'm talking yeah. to you? You know, it's, a, it's a more active version. But actually bouncing off that one. And the last thing I got so far for the week in terms of anything interesting to talk about, Fortnite actually considering a monthly subscription. I did see that. And I feel like that, first off, the article that I saw said that people were not having the worst reactions to it. And I think going off of what we were just saying, where you may, you may not be dedicated to a team, but you may be dedicated to a game, Fortnite's that kind of game. Especially now that they have like a multi-year Marvel tie-in where you can justify, hey, you get an exclusive skin in this game that you love versus, hey, you get the first access to a sweater that's not going to even sell out. And to that degree, what Fortnite's doing and potentially offering one is interesting to me. I'm surprised it hasn't 
uh, I did want to mention that there was that story that we shared on the Instagram at people like games, but it was, and it coming, uh, Fortnite coming back to iOS and Apple through Nvidia cloud gaming. I've been using Nvidia since 2016, actually, when it was in free initial beta, uh, like two months after launch. And I basically wow. played it throughout. It was the best version of cloud gaming I ever played. Cause I was trying to play on the Mac and parallels was not working because my computer was too slow. It was seamless. And then it launched at a beta sometime last year. And the second it launched out of beta, every single publisher that was on it and every like take two rockstar, everyone was like, yo, pull our games because you didn't pay for the license to be able to play this. And so this became the argument of if you own a digital copy of a game, that company can choose which platform you're allowed to play that game on because yours is a rental license, even if you bought it. So always they, buy your physicals. That's like rule number one at people like games. <laughs> oh, and rule number one, because this is the case. And so every single game that had been on NVIDIA GeForce got pulled other than Fortnite. And Ubisoft ended up partnering with them, but that was irrelevant. But Fortnite was more important. I wonder what the legal ramifications are going to be. Because if you're unfamiliar, people, Apple and Epic are in the middle of a major lawsuit. Within that realm, I'm like, this is sort of a middle finger into that law of being like, hey, you're not allowed on here. And we're like, all right, we're just going to stream ourselves onto it. <laughs> it's clever, but it, I don't know. If I mean, yeah, work out legally. What was was Epic working towards this at all? Or was this just a consequence of them staying partnered with with this streaming service? I think I Do you think know it all. They they they've been partnered with them, but I believe Nvidia is now coming onto mobile, and that's the reason it would be happening. But simultaneously, would I put it without outside the realm of possibility that Fortnite? Oh, absolutely game not. Threw some money at them, and we're like, "Yo, get this shit moving, so we can get this middle <laughs> finger out here to see what the legal test case is before we hit court." In response to injunctions of being able to do this, and that's the biggest loophole you could possibly do. I don't know. Then it becomes not just can you play way more through our app or yeah, it becomes can you play on our device? Exactly, because now it becomes, well, that's them doing it. You're collecting your money from them, but we're launching through them. You don't have a party process where you can tax a tertiary like a third party working on one of your apps. They'll be taxing NVIDIA, but not Fortnite. Exactly. And what is NVIDIA? Free. Damn. Oh, this this Apple lawsuit, we we talked about it when we first started getting back into these uh these weekly videos, but it's it's been developing pretty damn quickly. Chestnut Checkers. Yeah. Chestnut Checkers over at Epic Games, really. And if you don't believe that, they launched the Epic Game Store 2 weeks after Discord Nitro. No one remembers Discord Nitro. It was a Discord store that was supposed to be a gaming store. That had a 70-30 split until Epic Games announced three days later and said we have an 88-12 split. Oh, by the I'm way, I'm not gonna lie to you right license. now. I didn't even know that they ex that Discord at one time tried to run a gaming store. Yep, <laughs> they got wiped by <laughs> Epic Games literally one week later. One week later, announced Epic Games Store and said 88-12, and you don't got to pay for the license for 
Unity, which is the language all this shit is written on, and guess who owns that? At the game. <sighs> not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. But that's about but, what I had on that end. Has it been yeah, too I'll much? Take, I'll take us from from some of these big names. I was gonna say AAA, but Fortnite's not even a AAA game. <laughs> uh, but we will get into even more indie of the indies among us is reportedly in the in the next few updates through december adding player accounts reporting which is something that i feel like should have already been there we've already like i've i've experienced so many people just throwing matches and it just kills the whole game yeah it it makes it almost impossible to play with people online um and i think probably the most exciting thing for people is the bigger map but the thing I'll say about that is I don't know how many more people will still be worried about that big map by the time it comes out. Not to say that Among Us is going to be completely dead by December, but it, I don't think it's just me who's the only one who hasn't really heard about Fall Guys that much anymore. Yeah. I feel I feel like that's kind of died off pretty quickly, and Among Us might have blown up a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger but I feel like it's on the same kind of path and maybe just give it another, maybe even through January at the most, but then I don't see people talking about it anymore. I think everyone's sort of waiting for cyberpunk. I think that's and they're just filling like, in the gaps. They're just filling in the gap until then. And it comes out in a month. The whole Christmas season is just going to be cyberpunk. Yeah. I can't, there's no other games coming out through other than older games that they're going to try to resell. Nintendo's staying quiet throughout the holiday season. PlayStation, Xbox, Xbox doesn't have shit coming out, and PlayStation are making their moves. The market is what the market is for the near future. Um, I mean, yeah, Nintendo's just got to sit and do nothing. They're going to sell Switches like hotcakes no matter what. Mm -hmm. And half of the sales for PlayStation and Xbox are already done. There's not much else that can be done, except for the few stores that are going to have them on black friday and I, I i saw something i think about gamestop having at least two physical copies of the playstation and the xbox series x i don't know about the s and i don't know about um digital only versus with uh with disc versions of the playstation mm-hmm. but so far i saw that it was at minimum two per system which is kind of ridiculous but we'll see how many they actually end up having i don't know i called i called around a little bit just to see what the stock was like and it's sold out everywhere and already on crazy resale but it's odd just because it's not like any games came out with it so it's just consumer irrationalism for new shit and novelty well actually did assassin's creed valhalla come out today did it come out today or did it come out tomorrow is that is that going to be the big news that we that we end off on today with I believe we, yeah, release it today. And All right. Well, what's our what's, a true what's launch title? Like? Looks pretty good. I thought it looked cooler than I thought it was going to be initially. It actually made me pretty interested in checking it out. I've been falling off from Assassin's Creed over the last couple of games. Same. Uh, but I, I think I'll give this one a chance. Although okay. I'm going to be annoyed how behind I am with all this now crazily developed story. I hope it doesn't tie into any other part of the story. I didn't read any part of that. Well, it ties into the real world. They talk about that thing. 
Ah, good word. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> Ed's been fun. Um, we'll be back next week. And you know the socials at People Buy Games is everything. Shop coming soon. Wow. Even Ye bigger news dropping it right at the end. <laughs> exactly. Probably delayed like your Xbox Series X, but shit happens. Anywho. <laughs> All right, my G. Uh, that was fun. Folks, you are now informed. I go do something else. Peace. See you next week. That was good. <laughs> <laughs>